everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. I'm your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So uh, we're going to talk about the astrology for September. This is quite an interesting month, especially toward the end of, of the month of September, coming up sooner than we realize. Um, yeah, so I'm going <clears> to <throat> we'll just walk you through it and we'll get into some of these things like the fall equinox, which is going to be coming up, of course, the um, fall in the northern hemisphere, the, the Libra equinox uh, in um, the Lib ingress into Libra, and that'll be September 22nd. So that's a that's a big milestone, of course, as we change seasons. But um, anyway, let's just start at the beginning. So uh, before we get into the exact transits and what we might be looking at, I have to give you this update. I don't know if you heard, but remember in the last podcast, we talked about that <clears throat> very important news here, the giant rubber ducky. There was that giant duck that appeared out of nowhere. Nobody knew where he came from. He's this 25 foot inflatable duck and it's sitting in this harbor in Maine. And it says joy in big black letters. If you haven't listened to the last podcast, it was on, I mentioned it, how it was very interesting because when did this um, happen? Well, Mercury was in an exact opposition with Neptune. Well, Neptune, water, right? Neptune and Pisces, Mercury, the god, the trickster, right? Loves to play jokes, practical jokes, mysteriously appears. And this, this week, it mysteriously disappeared. Not a surprise, right? When you're dealing with Mercury, expect the unexpected and... Uh, things just come and go and in and out of dimensions. So um, but what I thought was really, certainly we all needed with everything unfolding in the world right now between COVID and, and Afghanistan, you know, it was obviously a very, very intense week and it's still not over yet. So I just thought I'd start off with a little joy, but uh, I'm gonna show you this in case you haven't seen it. Um, it looks like, uh, let me see, the rubber ducky. Let me see, here we go, grab that thing. Wait a minute, where did it go? Hold on just a second. Okay, here it is, the infamous rubber ducky. Uh, so uh, joy, right? Isn't that cool? And so he uh, disappeared, Mr. Rubber Ducky. And uh, in, in the best, um, with, you know, this is live coverage. You always want to know how do planets play out? Well, here's a perfect example, right? Mercury opposite Neptune. And, uh, but I, what I thought was so cute was there was this um, uh, very, very sweet little uh, uh, um, press release. Here's more Mercury fun, right? Trickster stuff. Somebody, after it disappeared, somebody posted a press release quote unquote, very significant, you know, thing up on the bulletin board of the harbor, the harbor master office. And um, it was very adorable, well-written. And it's, it was an anonymous, of course, anonymous. And the uh, press release said, joy simply is foul play. Foul, right? Ha ha, F-O-W-L. In this day and age of such bitter divisiveness in our country, we wanted to put forth a reminder of our commonalities instead of our differences. 
the letter said. Nothing embodies childhood more than being in a warm bath with your rubber ducky, the, the joy of not having a care in the world other than having to remember to wash behind our ears. Then they made an they alluded to the fact that, you know, we haven't seen the last of this rubber ducky, that it was going to be landing somewhere else. It was like, it's on this like magical mystery tour. So I just thought that was uh, really, really sweet. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> back to the, back to the stars. Um, all right, so this Mar Mercury has now finished that opposition, but Mars is there now, and um, Mars opposing Neptune. A little more difficult uh, situation. Um, we saw, very tragically, we saw this at play with the, um, the, the tragedy at the Kabul airport, right, with the, um, the terrorist attack with the people and soldiers and civilians and casualties. And um, so, yes, that could, it could bring that kind of thing. It's just, it's Mars is the god of war, right? And, and um, Neptune is the dissolution of reality. And so death is, you know, Mars and Neptune opposition can bring these sort of um, unfortunate circumstances. There's all, but there's always a, another side to these things and it's a, a brighter side. Um, and so what we might use this transit for is to where, where we stand up and fight, we get courageous and brave around, um, well, the soldiers are doing this right now, saving people, right? Rescuing these uh, people um, from this country with had fallen into this religious extremism. And so there, there's that. I would say too that, um, you know, with Mars uh, opposing, you know, when you think about uh, Neptune and Pisces can, can have a very exalted side. It's like where you're, you're fighting for a cause that's, you know, a transcendent, compassionate uh, devotion to pure love and, and uh, harmony and just uh, the, the purest essence of like God consciousness, right? And so maybe standing up and fighting for that which is transcendent um, and, uh, and so that's one, one way you could look at it or, um, you know, shedding a light on the mystical, uh, a mystical quality of life, certainly being in selfless service, um, the people, you know, the, the soldiers that gave their lives trying to help people get out of the country. It was a perfect example of that, right? Virgo is service and Mars is the warrior and taking on Neptune. Uh, you know, um, very sadly, they made the ultimate sacrifice, but, you know, it's, it's an exact example of, of a Mars-Neptune opposition. But on a good side of that, going back to that again, is um, we, um, you know, we might be passionate, we might want to use our mind and our brain and our intellect to um, fashion and, uh, and come into balance with this mystical side of ourselves, which might be uh, musically inclined. You know, Neptune is in its home base in Pisces, so it could be um, music or poetry or dance or any kind of inspiring artistic endeavor, like that we could get passionate and strong and, you know, and, and make that happen. Um, one of the, uh, you might want to uh, use, the, yeah, so Anyway, that's the Mars-Neptune opposition. I'm gonna come back to um, 
to the Neptune opposition, it's going, the sun is going to be there on the 13th of, um, so over the, around the 1st of September is when Mars is gonna come into a, an exact opposition with Neptune. So we're, we're again seeing this, you know, building toward a, um, toward another, um, you know, toward this opposition now that Mercury's out of there. Um, but September 5th to 7th, which is Labor Day weekend in the States, uh, we have a very nice trine, Venus and uh, is trining Jupiter in Aquarius. So Venus trine Jupiter, well, Venus is all about connection and love and relationships and harmony and peacemaking and negotiating. And so with the trine with Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius, well, that could, that could bode well for peace negotiations, uh, for hopefully an end to these hostilities uh, where we've been seeing, you know, in the news. I would say uh, trining Jupiter, you know, retrograde Jupiter could be a reversal, a reversal of fortune where um, things might hopefully, you know, it's been, obviously it was been retrograde when the fall of Kabul. So yes, we saw this reversal of Jupiter Aquarius, a reversal of democracy, but with Venus coming into trine it for, for a short period of, you know, a matter of days, uh, we could be seeing some that that's very helpful and benefic. So uh, there may be some um, some uh, a desire and a uh, working toward a harmonious agreement, you could say, and, and just harmony and dip, diplomatic relations. So uh, we can only hope for the best. I would think too in our own lives, um, the uh, art projects, you know, could get a boost with that situation with Venus trying Jupiter. Might there's a a beneficial aspect, maybe some ease in making things happen like that. Maybe it's with visionary or unique art with Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius, you know, reviewing um, our, and reassessing things, reassessing our connections. And um, in, in terms of um, perhaps art that is unique, visionary, and, you know, breaking out of the box or, or connecting with others in a in a different kind of way, and in a but jovial, right? Jupiter, jovial, and perhaps uh, with in Aquarius, you know, it might mean you know connecting, maybe new ways of connecting um, on the internet, you know. So there's many ways this can play out, but just to offer that, um, then on the 13th, the Sun is going to be so Mars would be on the 1st of September in the opposition with Neptune. Then the sun in Virgo is gonna move into that opposition. So that's a little bit different. When you think about the sun, what is the sun is our, the plot of our life, the, our purpose in life. And it's, um, it's going to shine a light on, right? The sun in opposition will shine a light on dreamy Neptune. So um, perhaps we need to look uh, with, with analytically look and maybe break down using our our minds, you know, break down our our um, where we might be seeing something an illusion or deception or fraud, and maybe that that sun opposition with Neptune might call to light some things that were uh, perhaps hidden. Um, Neptune can also be about um, not just with, you know, certainly compassion and, and such the topics of compassion and devotion that, that mentioned a little earlier, but um, it can also be um, when you think about the Sun-Neptune opposition, maybe it's a search for um, what is transcendent, what is mystical in, in our lives, what is, what, what, what is worth living, what, what's worth living for and what's not. So, um, 
you know, and, and, and it might even be a little bit with Neptune, we have to be aware of obviously like religious fanaticism that would be a, or being duped by religion or, uh, or somebody or fraud, not just religion, but, you know, anything fraudulent or deceptive or promising, you know, that, that this is going to, everything's going to be fixed and saved if you just do this thing. You know, that is certainly what we have to um, be aware of. Um, you may be perhaps feeling like my, my mission is life is the right one. We could get righteous, like this is the correct one. So we want to keep our head out of this, you know, and, and not be so in our head and rational about uh, the path. Um, you know, if anybody offers you grape Kool-Aid as the way to salvation, you obviously, you know, that's a sun-Neptune opposition. So shining a light on deception, being real, you know, looking, looking clearly in that, in that direction. Uh, Monday the 20th, we have a, the full moon. The full moon, I'll definitely do a separate, um, you know, uh, podcast on that, but the full moon is going to be at 28 degrees of Pisces. There's a very powerful fixed star at 28 degrees of Pisces, and it's called Sheet. And um, so a full moon conjunct Sheet is intense. Uh, it doesn't have a really good reputation. If you look at some of these delineations that that have that are um, available not a whole lot you know that I see in a very positive light about sheet it's usually connected with um, a lot of you know imprisonment or murder or suicide or drowning or you know um, extreme mix we'll just say extreme mis misfortune so give you an example the day that we um, the United States invaded Iraq which was March 19th 2003 um, the sun was conjunct sheet. So um, sad, right? And um, a lot of misfortune, obviously, as, as we know, the, the longest war and such, well, Afghanistan too. But anyway, the good news is sheet can also point to, um, you know, people who might find themselves in this, in, in a, a situation of people, marginalized people who are, you know, like, discarded by society and the ability to help them and assist others. So being in this situation doesn't mean that you are living it, but maybe you are witnessing it and maybe you are assisting and helping in a selfless capacity. Person that comes to mind is uh, Kim Kardashian. She has the moon conjunct sheet in her natal chart. And if you remember, she had um, gone, she's, I don't know if she's still in law school, but she was studying law at some point. And um, she was, when Trump was in the White House, she went to visit him and she got him to pardon a woman, an African-American woman who was uh, wrongly accused. And I think she was on in, in prison and then they got clemency for her. And so she, she fought for this woman, you know, so that there's a perfect example of how we can use these placements that are considered, you know, that have these bad reputations that we use them in a really positive way. Anyway, we'll do more about the full moon when we when we get there. Um, the um, equinox is the Aries ingress, as we say in astrology. The, the not the Aries, sorry, the Libra. <laughs> Where am I? Hello, <laughs> time traveling, <laughs> right? Mars opposing Neptune, traveling, time travel. 
into another dimension. Anyway, uh, yeah, the equinox is going to happen in the it's fall equinox in the northern hemisphere and spring in the southern hemisphere. And that is going to be on the 22nd of the month. Uh, big thing about that is uh, Mercury and Pluto are going to be in a square. And so uh, when you look at a chart for the for the equinox or, or solstice, any of the ingresses, um, that is almost it's like a little birth chart. It's a it's a chart for the next three months, the uh, kind of this overview of energies of what's going to play out. So with Mercury square Pluto, yes, it's going to be doing that for about from the 22nd of September to um, about the 1st of October. So that is going to be a lot of revealing. However, being that it's very, it's part of the equinox chart, we could be seeing this played out for a few months. What does that look like? Well, Mercury is the bringer of news. Um, it could be in a, in a square, in a very tense square with Pluto and Capricorn, we could be seeing some secrets that might have been uh, held and kind of mysterious. Remember we talked about the mysterious, Mercury does that mystery thing, all of a sudden just something shows up. And it might be, these might be secrets or things that were formally suppressed and they come to light and they could upset, say for example, a diplomatic process or um, like a peacemaking process in, a, in, a, in the collective. You know, we think about countries and such negotiations, but in our own lives, it could be very upsetting. We might come across a news or writing or a piece of information or a connection with maybe a relative or sibling or neighbor um, that uh, amongst other things <laughs> um, that is upsetting. And Pluto, with Pluto and Capricorn, it, it would be addressing something very deeply rooted, very to some toxic subconscious belief structure, uh, structure that needs to be, um, obviously, when we uncover darkness, it is can be a very cathartic, emotional, purgative type of thing, causing a lot of explosions and upset, but um, it things that need to be revealed in order for truth to progress and, and such, and harmony, right? So it could be in our relationships. We could be seeing this, um, something comes to light, depending on where the square is in the chart. And again, I'll get into that more you know, in a few weeks, but where this occurs is where this is that area of your life where you could be experiencing this, this cathartic upset about communication. Uh, Pluto and Capricorn, you know, remember that also is, is uh, connected with elites, like elite money, billionaire money, uh, secret reserves, um, you know, the secret doings of, um, you know, people in power, like CEOs and corporate the corporate things. Uh, so Pluto and Capricorn, which has been in the sign of, you know, Pluto's been there since what, 2008. So what have we seen for the last, you know, 13 years, right? All this takedown of toxicity in our, in our culture, in our corporate world, in our corporate culture, the economy, and just society at large. So uh, when, when Mercury makes squares to Pluto and Capricorn, Mercury in Aries, Mercury in Libra, Mercury in Cancer, uh, positions and squares, it's going to bring uh, things, secrets to the surface. So we have that going on from the 22nd to about the 1st. It's going to be in that tight square. Um, 
we the 23rd of the month we have an interesting um it, it, here's a little plot twist so to speak uh venus is going to be opposing uranus so venus opposing uranus what does that look like well venus happens to be what mercury in libra venus it, it's in venus's domicile well venus herself is going to be in opposition with uranus and taurus venus 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 is a lot of venus energy taurus of course is also um you know ruled by venus so we have a a very interesting situation here a venus uranus opposition talk about um money and relationships personal finances are the things that matter to us uh, there might be a like a difficult, it might be a few, several days where we're feeling a, this difficulty around needing to break free and, um, and yet needing to hold on or forces that are trying to control us. Maybe, in a, maybe there's a, a person who is um, autocratic and controlling. Maybe you have a spouse or partner who's difficult and autocratic and controlling. And so there's this need to break free of that. Venus is going to be in Scorpio, uh, so that is not the greatest place for Venus to be, but I would say again there's that underworld element of things being hidden, maybe there's something in a, in a relationship regarding money, for example, that uh, you didn't know and some shocking sudden news that causes you to um, reassess and evaluate, you know, is this relationship really what I want, is this, does this relationship serve me? Is this really my my true value system? This is our Uranus retrograde for the next several months is having us really deeply look at uh, what's important to us in the in the big scheme of things in, in terms of our society and our evolution. And um, you can think about, you know, just uh, indulgence and hedonism and at, at what cost, right? So that's a Uranus and Taurus conversation, but with Venus in the opposition, it's really causing us to look at these things. And, um, and it's not easy. It's this tug of war between wanting to hang on and that whole Scorpio control trip thing, which can be very intense and, and um, driven and obsessive, you know, so I'm giving you these keywords of what, what to look for. And as it relates to the need to be free, and the need to be free in a relationship and, um, and develop some new, more progressive uh, values around relationships. So that's, that's one way you could uh, see it. Could be a sudden change in relationships. And also with money markets, financial money markets, I would, I would think there could be some real ups and downs, certainly with Bitcoin and all the cryptocurrency. Not just that, it could be just the stock market at large, you know, uh, Taurus rules the stock market. So uh, we could be seeing some sudden upset in that NASDAQ or what have you as not. So it could be crypto, NASDAQ, um, any kind of cathartic explosive market activity, you know, like a big sell-off, um, you know, there's just that um, stirring up, but it very purgative, right? Because just things just come to the surface. And wow, didn't see it coming. You know, it's very volatile when a Venus Uranus uh, opposition. Yeah, very volatile. Anyway, it never doesn't last forever because it's only a, you know, we, we feel it peaking in the opposition and then it'll, it'll fade out, but it will build by the time we get to September 23rd, it will really come into focus. Okay. Um, then we have on the 28th of, of the month of, of, Octo of October, of uh, September, 
we have um, Mercury will be retrograde. So it will retrograde in Libra. And again, we'll do, you know, we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But remember, when this Mercury retrogrades, so it's it's coming into that square with Pluto, and then it, and it's already slowing down. And then jing, you know, five days later it goes retrograde. So it's grabbing Pluto. That square with Pluto is very interesting. It, it could be a very combative kind of energy or uh, um, not an easy ride. Uh, but that square, it's going to be going, what is it, about 21 days, it's, uh, Mercury is retrograde. So throughout its retrograde, it has that signature of that square with Pluto. So more secrets coming up, maybe things about uh, people in power or people of wealth and prestige or government um, information. Maybe there was something withheld or, or suppressed and um, it comes to light and it has to do, and it could have to do too with being like activism for women. Like I could see this as one play, place it could play out as like another me too moment. Um, you certainly we, we've seen uh, so much of that, but that, that could bring it up. I'm also thinking of like Afghanistan, for example, with the rights of women are so, so prominent in this particular um, situation right now. And I, I remember that um, the other day I saw that Kamala Harris had mentioned in a speech that they were going to protect the rights of women and children in Afghanistan um, with this new government or whatever they're trying to, they're trying to be, the Taliban trying to be recognized as a government and, you know, who knows with, with uh, how that will play out. But again, many overtures around standing up for the rights of women and children. So um, that's all what's uh, a very big key piece of this Mercury retrograde in Libra. You could also see this too as um, not just financial secrets or political secrets, but um, it could be too with youth. I think of Mercury as you know youth. And so we, we think about with the square with Pluto, obviously we've got this pandemic. So we might might be the school, like this elementary and um, middle school, high school, that's all mercury energy. So that it could be uh, the school systems grappling with the higher ups, like say governors that, you know, are arguing about mask mandates and, and banning them and, you know, all that that's been going on, mask wars, right? Culture wars we could be seeing um, more of that and some truth and information coming to light that was previously uh, withheld or hidden. Um, data, maybe there's Mercury's about data and facts. So maybe there's this reversal of what we thought we knew and uh, new things come to light. So it can be playing out in, in many, any of these places. Um, then it squares Pluto one more time again, October 1st. So this is a, a, those last two weeks or so, or 10 days of uh, September is going to be pretty interesting in terms of what comes up. So just uh, kind of expect the unexpected and uh, definitely has a kind of a roller coaster feel to it, especially with um, Venus and, and Uranus in opposition. So that's all for today. I hope you um, have enjoyed and got value out of this information. And um, so, yeah, that's all for now. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful month of September. Let me know how you're doing and uh, where you see yourself using these energies for the highest. You could always leave your comments below uh, and subscribe. You can get the alerts. 
So, um, oh, my hair is still, as you can see here, this piece of hair here, okay, Uranus is still at that stationary retrograde point. You don't have to look in ephemeris. All you do is look at my hair. You'll know exactly where Uranus is <laughs> transiting, right? Gotta love it. Okay, so that's all for now. I hope you um, have a wonderful day and um, many, many blessings to all of you. Uh, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now.